What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. And this is our now third or fourth th- fourth podcast that we are recording remotely while doing our own self quarantine at home, right? Uh, self isolation. Self isolation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Think I, don't I, I, I think it's important to differentiate between quarantine and isolation. Okay, can you can you tell me the dis- the difference? No, quarantine is I think if you've been in contact, uh, direct contact with a case. Then, mm. then you get oh you come from a country that is high risk and all that. Then you get quarantined, la, right? Whereas, yeah. uh, when you self isolate, is I mean we don't have any stay home notices or anything on us, but we yeah. But because I think you traveled like a couple of weeks back to Bali, yeah. Yeah, so so you've been you decided to do some self isolating at so, home, la. So 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 essentially, self isolation is proactive. Yeah. Quarantine is reactive. Yeah, and quarant- right? yeah, it's quarant- an external external force. Yeah, correct, correct. So yeah, so so I think. The, a lot of message now out there is that even if you're well, you should be self-isolating. La. Yeah, as far as possible. Yeah. In fact, uh, today is the 28th of March. Mm-hmm. 28th of March, uh, Saturday. And I think as recent as this morning, uh, the gov.sg WhatsApp uh, service informed us that uh, defer all non-essential travel to malls. Yeah. I think they, they, they literally use that term, no? Yeah, yeah, defer yeah. all non-essential travels to to, malls. to to malls. What the fuck, man? Yeah, I didn't even. Firstly, so, we. I don't even. I did. I never considered going to the mall as travel. Travel. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, travel like you know, on my phone when I when you know there's a you can group your apps together. Travel is really about like going overseas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I guess I have to add Google Maps to travel. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, is that in fact if you go around Singapore now there are long lines outside malls because they're trying to restrict the number of people who can enter malls. Uh. So, so I mean, I guess that's that's fitting given that the the first topic that we are talking about today is the is the last hurrah of clubbing that happened this past Wednesday yeah. at a few clubs in Singapore, la. Yeah. Right. So, so the context was that um, amidst the the ridiculous situation which is changing every fucking day, uh, on Tuesday evening, uh, it was made public that the latest round of measures by the government was that all. Uh, places of entertainment and bars and not restaurants lah, just just bars and clubs will be closed. Uh, from twenty indef no from from twenty six March, which would be Friday, to no twenty 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 fifth March, which would be Friday to thirtieth April. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the latest round of measures, and I remember I was with someone else in the industry. Uh, when we got that message, and we we're like, fucking hell, we are fucked. Like. I think I think that person performs in the in the entertainment industry. Yeah. So he is more fucked than than us, yeah. uh, just directly by this. But it was one of those things that oh shit, oh shit, things are getting even more real. Yeah. Like. And it's not just nightlife, so, right? We're talking about cinemas as well, right? Uh I think yeah. yeah. So all entertainment venues in Singapore to close and gatherings outside work and school limited to ten people. Mm. So that was on on twenty fourth uh, March like. Yeah. So to, uh, but so to yeah. clarify. Uh, compared to other countries, Singapore is not on lockdown yet. That means you can still yes. go about, you can still go about your day, get lunch or that, but it's just that you don't have the same entertainment uh, options that you did before. Yeah, correct. So so to be specific, bars, cinemas and ent- entertainment outlets to close, all centre-based tuition enrichment classes to be suspended, all religious services to be suspended, malls, museums and attractions must reduce crowd and I think the density was not more than one person per 16 square metres. Yeah. Uh, gatherings outside work and school, including weddings, to be limited to 10 people. Yeah. And F&B outlets to have at least one meter between tables and group of diners limited to 10. So mass events such as concerts and conferences must be deferred or cancelled regardless of size. Mm-hmm. So this was to kick off on March 26, 11.59pm to April 30th. Yeah. So Thursday night, it will, uh, like Friday Friday midnight, it's ready. Thursday midnight is kicking in ready. Yeah. So <laughs> what caused a lot of fucking buzz was on the Tuesday night itself, I think, I think Wednesday clubs... Night, Wednesday night. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Wednesday club started kind of uh, publicizing the last hurrah, la, which was meant to be on Thursday night, is it? Or Wednesday no, night? No, no, no. Tu- I think Tuesday night they started publicizing, publicizing that Wednesday night would be the last hurrah. Because yeah. Thursday night would be everything would be shut down at midnight already, so there's no point. Yeah, correct. Correct. So so there were, and these were some of the big clubs, la, like Zook, uh, I know initially Cherry Discotheque, Canvas Clubs, uh, 
And some of them were actually had a tongue-in-cheek uh, kind of response saying that I think they... Uh, so Cherry Cherry Discotech initially posted details with a number to call for sofa reservations and public backlash. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's uh, like a tongue-in-cheek, like, oh, you know what, we are fucking going to like uh, party. And, and the thing is, I mean, okay, I think that the morning of Wednesday itself, people were saying, what the fuck is going on? Because these ads were running on Facebook, lah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And even correct. some of my personal friends had friends who were trying to rally groups to go and party. And for me, it was just fucking so mind-boggling because even like earlier than maybe a week prior to that, I had seen videos of these idiots in the US, you know, spring break um, and mm-hmm. like in the UK, in a bar, all cheering to and all singing, fuck the fuck the uh, fuck coronavirus, fuck corona. And I was thinking, thank God this is not going to happen in uh, our country. La. But even this Wednesday, when when globally it was already a recognized a uh, fucking shit situation, people were still doing that. Yeah, but 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 at the same time, right? Like, what if the clubs were already putting on the necessary precautions, like literally limiting the number of people who could be inside, um, making sure everyone you know stays a certain distance apart and taking temperature but checks. But in a club, in a club, you think they can stay? They can like maintain one meter distance? What they do like a vir- uh, like virtual grinding? Uh? Yeah, uh, there's no <laughs> yeah, more. Just <laughs> FYI, uh, uh, I think this this is an okay boomer moment, but I don't oh. think there's any more grinding in clubs. Uh. You'll be straight away. You'll be uh, accused of sexual harassment. Oh yeah, that's true. So yeah. so I mean, I don't know whether there are any listeners uh, who are young enough to not know what grinding is. Is grinding even a term? Yeah, is in two thousand no, and two thousand and three, it was a term. Uh, yeah. <laughs> two thousand and three. So uh, back back in the in those in those days, uh, grinding was essentially when. Uh, two people in a club would like kind of dance in close physical proximity, la. Yeah, and it was almost like a way of of flirting, not non-verbal flirting in clubs, la. But then, yeah, so I don't know whether it. <laughs> I mean, we are digressing, but I think it was a funny thing that I think one of my friends told me that she was on a bachelorette trip, uh, in Bali or something, and she was with a bunch of uh girlfriends, la. So I think a guy they didn't know tried to grind with one of the girls, and immediately without even speaking, they went into like a sem- hemispherical shape, and they all started pointing, and the, the guy is saying no, no, no. I thought and they jeered the like boo. Jeered. Like, oh yeah, I told you this right. Yeah, hey, you told me this. No? You told me this. Yeah. Ah, they say boo. Yeah. Boo. They jeered. What the yeah. fuck? So so I mean it's like wow. So I mean yeah, maybe maybe this is a total okay boomer moment. Uh, like <laughs> whether people still grind in clubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so no more grinding, no so more grinding. Let's assume no more no grinding. More grinding. Yeah. Okay, let's assume no more grinding. Yeah. But how do you honestly tell me you can expect uh the fucking people to stay one meter apart in clubs? Like okay, to 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 build on what you brought up, I think the the situation these few weeks is super tricky for businesses, even more so for businesses that really rely on human traffic. Mm-hmm. So I can see it in the in the business knowing that oh fuck. If you're if you're a club or an entertainment venue, uh, entertainment venue closing for like slightly more than a month is literally like like business suicide, lah. Yeah. You know you're going you're going to have to think of so many fucking things. So I don't blame them for trying to squeeze out revenue in in a way, just just like the last the last hail mary to get some revenue to to help tide them over the, for the coming month. Uh. But to to kind of have this kind of tongue in cheek messages and even to to publicize it, I don't know, man. That's where I'm conflicted, like because I can understand the business need, but at the same time, the ongoing theme of this week is that we all need to fucking do this together, like because yeah. as long as some people fuck up, we are all fucked. Yeah. So 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 um, also I think agreeing with what you are saying, uh, there was a doctor by the name of Doctor Jade Kwa. I th- I believe yeah. she's an influencer doctor because uh, she's got quite an, uh, you know quite a number of followers, and I see her hanging out with very rich people on her Instagram, like. Oh like really? Yeah. Parker, she's yeah, yeah. Social light doctor oh. kind of thing, but and she's, she's on the front lines, ah. Consultant, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from the yeah. front lines. So, so you can't like, like we said before, you can't say anything bad about doctors, like even if they're, even if they're influencers or whatever. But she yeah. um p- apparently personally called uh, a bunch of these clubs that were organizing last hurrahs, and explained to them the rationale and why they should not do it, lah. And one of the clubs, uh, Cherry Discotheque, literally cancelled yeah. their last hurrah party because of that and call, and that's the one I mentioned just now that initially took a tongue-in-cheek stance. Yeah. And then yeah. for them to cancel, respect to them, man. Yeah. Respect. So respect to the Jade, uh, Dr. Jade Kwa also for, for making a call to every one of them. Because I think I think uh, even if you prevent one more case of coronavirus, that's you might be saving more, like 
you know exponential number of lives are uh, 5 10 15 yeah. don't know but um yeah so it, it was quite cool that she did that but uh yeah i guess our frustration is that that she even had to do that right like she had to yeah. get to that point where literally you are begging people not to have parties and even our dear law and home affairs minister K Shanmugam posted something on Wednesday, like just talking about how okay some measures were were uh, announced uh, this and this and these measures, and then he also said there are reports of clubs offering promotions for one last bash, and he did imply like, like this is uh, generally irresponsible. Mm. He didn't hide. He said it's uh, reckless. It's irresponsible. So it almost feels like. Like okay, they okay. So there's no way because I also heard some some of my friends say, oh, if they announce this on Tuesday, why couldn't they just impose it then? You know, Tuesday yeah, night. Yeah. But then I think it's really like, hey, like uh, people can get fucked, like jobs can disappear like that. So I think giving a two day notice makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it I can imagine like the government and the enforcement authorities all looking at like, okay, we give them a window, but fuck, yeah, we can't we can't technically tell them to not. Uh, uh, to cancel these events because the lockdown, I mean, the closure technically hasn't been imposed yet. La. Yeah. So, it's just a weird thing and, and to hear that some of my friends' friends were trying to rally people to go clubbing even after it's so clear that holy shit, this situation is serious. Like, you tell me a month ago, a month and a half ago, I can still see people, even myself included, maybe thinking, okay, if we main take precautions and all that, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but, but to go into a place that it's not even like a like a gym or a mall where okay you yeah. can enforce some sort of we're only gonna allow ten people in at one time, like a club. There's no okay. way they're gonna fucking have like one person for every sixteen square meters, right? But actually, you raised the interesting thing, lah. But what if it's not, uh, if, what if it's an enclosed space, but not a club? Like let's say a yoga studio or dance studio or something, where yeah. people go for classes, people are trying to be healthy and all these things. But they are, you know, still in an enclosed space and quite close to each other. Lah. So should okay. there be a ban on these places too? Yeah, so so there was one thing that another friend of mine who is in the fitness industry uh, and who works at at one such venue, um, she was telling me that um, the place that she works at has made the decision to, to carry on being open uh, with... Uh, while reducing the number of students per class mm-hmm. and and enforcing like distances between the students la. and even within that specific fitness uh, industry, I think the 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 venues were divided. Some have have publicly said they're gonna close. Some have publicly said okay we're gonna remain open um, because but just take as much precaution as we can. So even for that right okay because. Just just over the past few weeks, as I'm sure everyone is doing, like you start your day or at some point during the day, you consume a fuck ton of coronavirus news, la, right? So mm. I've tried to make it a point to read uh, differing opinions, read uh, op- like uh, op- opinions from politicians as crazy as they may be from like people like fuckheads like Trump, uh, but also looking at historians and all that. And I think the one thing that, that, that stuck out, okay, a couple of things stuck out to me is that there's no clear way of 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 enforcing this la. Um, you can take like I think South Africa overnight they went clamp down three weeks. Um, India I think they did the a smart thing where they had a one day full lockdown, then a few days break, and then three weeks uh, uh, announced the lockdown. I think mm. in Singapore, it is it feels like it's a more gradual thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that is the result of the confusion because right now, you technically. Uh, like one of those venues like the the venue that my friend is working at they are not breaking the law by remaining open mm-hmm. uh, it is more the common consensus that okay if you're responsible you will close yep. but I think drawing that line is fucking hard especially if you're a business owner versus uh, an instructor there versus a student attending yeah which is why I think the uh, after announcing those bans on entertainment or at least asking entertainment venues to close They've also come out and very publicly stated that uh, businesses that and people that don't observe the social distancing rule, for example, sitting on chairs that are crossed out in a hawker centre and things like that, you can also get fined. So uh, a lot more of the onus is now being shifted onto the individual to to maintain the social distance between themselves and other people. Uh. Because I, yeah. I think what they probably saw from the nightlife ban was that there are people who are literally, you know, Whatever you, whatever precautions, uh, take whatever advisories you are giving them, and completely flip it on its head and go all out yeah. for one last hurrah. 
yeah, that's why. Yeah. Like they will find whatever what they will go to the the boundary, the, the edge of the boundary and tiptoe, tiptoe lah. Right? Yeah. So I mean, I found it funny that I think it was maybe what yesterday they said if you're caught like wa- closer than one meter to someone in public, you can get fined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so part of me is like, what kind of fucking rule is that? But I think especially in a place like Singapore, which we've seen in the past, sometimes the rules are there just so they can be enforced if need mm. be. Yeah, I think there's no way. I mean, there's even like like some apparent scam that went around saying that uh what a uh, uh, social distancing ambassador. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think <laughs> <laughs> Singapore is the only country that will have social distancing ambassador because that's an actual term, right? Yeah, yeah. It's an actual term, and like apparent, like there was some rumors going around that they are enforcing fines on the spot, like you're fucking yeah. like parking auntie. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, social social distancing but ambassador. Apparently, it was so, a scam, la. It was a scam. Yeah, yeah. as, so, as okay, in it was I a s- fake news. It's fake news. It wasn't. Yeah. So like, when I saw forced. when I saw the article saying okay, the social uh, distancing ambassador uh, enforcing fines is fake news I was like oh okay fine but I didn't realise that the fake news is only about the enforcing fines the social distancing ambassador is a real thing <laughs> can you imagine like being tasked okay it, like any other time outside of corona if you are the guy who has to go around <laughs> telling people hey you too making out there stop making out yeah, <laughs> you'd be like the life of the party man yeah that's why so oh, fuck yeah. and I mean I guess the reason why they have it and for like just there to be enforced is if like one of these ambassadors or anyone yeah. in a position of authority walks around they see a group of 10 they're like hey you all want to be fine or not which I guess yeah. gives a little more weight <laughs> than like hey guys can you please socially distance yourself because oh. you can see some fucktards saying hey fuck you lah but then now if they are literally breaking the law right it just yeah. gives them a bit more power lah and, and I mean all now, the now, in now Singapore I'm sort of wish I wish that last time when when I was younger there was this like social distancing ambassador thing because it made me so happy to like go around seeing all the popular kids hanging out together <laughs> and walking up to them and ask them get out here social distance you all can't hang out together and then you know no, you'll, be, you'll be like the class be like monitor the right? you'll, be, yeah, you'll be like the prefect in school like, you know when you walk or like you go to school your shirt tucked out and you cannot demerit <laughs> points yeah you, if you think about all the prefects when we were in school where are they now? I wonder. I wonder how they're doing, man. Cause, cause I know some, some, some of the cooler prefects. They would like, kind of like close one eye when they're with us. But I had some friends. Literally, if you, you were with them one on one and you flout something like you don't tuck in, they'll ask you to, to tuck in, And I'm like, yo, yo. This is the second coming. So, and now they're also show distance ambassadors. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When they announce this, they're like, oh my god, this is like a prefect for adults. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> People who want a fucking power trip, right? This is the equivalent of being a prefect or monitor in school for yeah. adults. You just walk around, uh, and and I mean, even previously also they had those PMD enforcers, right? Before the PMDs yeah. got banned, yeah. yeah. In certain uh, housing estates like Singapore, they had those PMD enforcers, lah. Yeah, correct, correct. But, but wah, we we digress. <laughs> uh, uh, but were you going to say something else related to PMDs or the ambassadors? No, the, I think the funny thing about ambassadors is they're not exactly social justice warriors or anything. There's no big philosophy behind what they're doing like, but they just really are trying to enforce like people to stay a certain distance from each other yeah but I just find the ambassador term fucking funny yeah. I mean ambassador to me the first thing that comes to mind is like okay Bring role model together. like you represent a <laughs> brand or like this fucking what, what, what are you what are you going to do like yeah I'm an ambassador of social distancing let me show you how I socially distance myself from the fire hydrant yeah, I saw See, the this is how you socially distance yourself I think I think meme death had it or something where you know the last time RSM they always carried a stick that's about one meter long or something that you can use to measure <laughs> yeah. they should give yeah. that to all the social distancing ambassadors uh, like a little stick that can measures one meter so that they can yeah, sure. use it to whack people if they're not if they're uh, too close to each other <laughs> Singapore social distancing ambassadors. It's almost like the opposite of the Singapore social Netflix ser- series. Uh. Oh yeah, the Singapore social <laughs> versus Singapore social distance ambassador. Social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, there are a lot of articles, yeah, rumours of safe, din- safe, oh, it's not social distancing, it's safe distancing oh, safe ambassador. Distancing. Yeah, 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 issuing fine. Yeah, so, so that that's funny, but, but I mean, back to back to this whole issue of um uh the how to balance this because okay even if you look at the country level right mm. um or just globally apparently Sweden uh was one country that was kind of not enforcing uh the was the only European country to no one of the few European countries and the only country in Scandinavia to not enforce closer closures of entertainment venues and I think 
up till yesterday, bars and restaurants were still open. And if you read up, what they were attributing it to is generally they feel they have a very trusting culture and that people will carry out social distancing uh, measures. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think they were also kind of like, uh, I mean, some Swedes were calling out, calling them out for uh, being part of the herd immunity school of thought, mm-hmm. which is basically the, the to quickly go through is like where... Uh, the population, uh, like 70-80% of the population uh, is has contracted and has developed immunity to the virus such that it yeah. cannot spread into a pandemic anymore, like, yeah. which the risk is that you will still sacrifice lives. So for the longest time, they I think for them, they were only banning gather- gatherings of up to 500 people. Um, yeah. And their main point is that they they see this as a long-term thing and closing it down would be the saving the economics versus for the for saving the long term uh uh and thinking about the long term la, which which i guess is the big thing la. So you you get one school of thought generally who says okay let's just fucking lock down everything mm. and get it out but then there is the 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 truth line it's not that black and white because the economy will suffer but one thing that i heard uh which i never thought of was that if you close down schools right it will impact the workforce because then the parents especially people on the front lines who have kids Mm. they will then need to take time off work to be at home. So keeping schools open actually has a benefit. And because and also, they can keep the schools at least clean to a certain standard, like, right? Like you can really yeah. enforce cleaning measures and all that. Whereas yeah. at home, you're so, it's sort of like dependent on each individual parent. Uh. Yeah, and the kids also can, can be fed. And, and yeah, I think in, the, in countries like the US, it's a bit more important because, or, or even in any country where the schools provide the food yeah. uh, uh, as part of the fees, like that is super important. And I think statistically also, kids are less susceptible to the disease. Yeah. So it's definitely not a, a clear-cut thing yeah. uh, where it's it's one or the other. Like, but at least in countries where there's a full lockdown, you can imagine... Then some solidarity, like okay, mm. you only go out if you're if you're essential. But Singapore feels like it's neither here nor there, which I think is still a good thing. Mm. Um, and looking at the latest measures, I think starting next week, schools are going to be have to conduct one day of homeschooling every yeah, week. Yeah, right. So it almost feels like Singapore is taking a phased approach, and yeah. slowly we are going to into go into lockdown mode, like. Yeah, this I is think, totally speculation. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah, I think uh, uh, again, I think it's important to remember that these measures like closing entertainment venues has a, is it only for a limited time. La. So people will get the chance to go and party hopefully in the near future if everything comes down. In fact, the, the sooner everything comes down, then the more likely that you can go out and party again. La. And whereas like, you know, if they just flout all the rules and continue doing this stuff, this thing will just drag on and on and on. And then it'll be like Malaysia where they, they're extending the lockdown even further, you know. So so yeah. it's like it's kind of like a chicken and egg situation, now, right? You wanna you wanna be able to get back to your feet as quickly as possible, but that means that now you gotta spend more time just on the on the ground, now, just resting up, yeah. now, you know. But but Terrence, what if I wanna get laid now? What if I wanna get laid? What if I take care of my health? What if I wash my hands? You wanna get laid? This, but I wanna get laid. Well, there's there's always porn, uh. There's always porn that you can go back to <laughs> VPN. Different. Yeah. Different. And then, yeah. Then apparently now, like YouTube. <laughs> Because because of coronavirus, YouTube like uh now the default resolution is st- uh, SD standard definition only. No, because everyone is yeah. There's just, too uh, many people going on YouTube. I would love to know what how Pornhub is doing at this point as well. Oh, <laughs> dude, I think I think Pornhub is fucking spiking, man. And it, like um, I think they were offering free premium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you can access Pornhub like in Singapore somehow, if you can, and uh, I also how how do you access? You can, how do you access? I mean, there are ways lah. <laughs> I mean, I've heard lah. I've heard. Okay, I've heard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Pornhub is also quite cheeky as always, and I think they turn their logo on their homepage to stay at home hub. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> no, but um, but but I think there was one article, and and I mean, just to digress a bit, we 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 saw one comment on our uh, Yalabad subreddit saying that maybe we can include the links to all the articles we refer mm-hmm. to uh, in the show notes, which I think is a is a good idea. Yeah. And but the thing is about Spotify, like if you listen on Spotify. The episode descriptions are all clusterfuck like yeah, crazy. Yeah. So it's not the neatest, but I think maybe we'll try it mm. and then see because the the what I'm gonna talk about uh is one article that really, really made me think a lot about how to weigh the benefits of okay, we fucking do our part now, uh and just socially distance ourselves in the short term, uh and why it's so important and why the whole argument against okay, we have to save the economy versus this, it's it's not the best thing, la. and yeah. it's an article on Medium that was written uh, by a group of doctors. La. Uh, 
Um, and the main thing what they're saying why the lockdown is so important is because the single thing right that that determines how fucked we are or how fucked any country is is how much your healthcare system can accommodate at any point in time mm. and that is the single most important thing uh, yeah, like, that that determines how fucked everything is like. yeah. and if you imagine like let's say just arbitrarily it can take 100 patients at any one point in time right mm. the goal is to ease out um, such that the total number of people who may need to get treatment might be the same, uh, be it one way or the yeah. uh, be it we carry on life as usual or we lock down, but it's a lot more spread out over like. a longer period, la, right? Yeah, over a longer period because anytime it goes beyond that, right, we're all fucked. Yeah. Like the 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 horrible situation that Italian doctors were in, where they needed to decide which patients to attend to based on their likelihood to live, yeah. likelihood to live, it's a fucking terrible situation, and that was all because. The, the the maximum cap of healthcare bids was exceeded like, and beyond yeah. then it's fuck all. Yeah. And uh why and, and another thing so so basically you want to spread it out as opposed to have peaks. And another thing about why it is so important to spread out is because uh the 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 author pointed out that the one thing that is not mentioned that often uh is buying us time. Yep. And why time is so important, right? Is because there's with every day or even every hour we are learning more about the virus. We are trialing, we are getting an hour more worth of testing of drugs. We are, researchers are having an hour more to develop a vaccine. And basically, if you imagine this is like the, a global logistical effort that has never been seen in recent times. Like, and mm. as with all things that start from scratch, there will be economies of scale and efficiencies that will be built up over time. Like. Yeah. So the article was saying that just buying us time, right, is so fucking important yeah. and outweighs any economic uh, impact uh, that would be suffered like, because if we don't have the time and the healthcare system gets overwhelmed and people start dying in droves right it would be horrible like. yeah. so and of course he, he uh, the, the author points out a lot of other things but that was the one thing that made me think oh shit yeah time is something that you don't really hear being discussed it's always lies versus economy mm. so right? the, uh, but speaking of our subreddit also la, one of the commenters yeah so the subreddit is quite active I think yeah. if, you are, if you listen to this podcast regularly and you want to see what other people think or so it's actually quite interesting to go there now. There's some really interesting comments, and one of the commenters on a subreddit was uh, highlighting that actually, um, at this point, it is still in part of your civic duty as a citizen to really think about what kind of uh, freedoms you want to give up because of this crisis, lah. Because uh, mm. he he raised the point that in Singapore, a lot of times, um, even government agencies that we believe to be trying to do the right thing. Uh, they might get caught up in some kind of uh, vindictive agenda or something like that to name and shame people and, 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 and do things that seem a bit excessive in terms of violating people's privacy. Uh. So mm. uh, I think like based, like building on what we were talking about the last time as well, he's saying that you know a lot of the, the laws now about uh, shaming people who, who, who don't, who break their quarantine or their stay-home notice or you know, that, it, this kind of thing can also be a very... Uh, it can be a precedent that we use to next time they'll tell you, oh, you don't remember that time during coronavirus, this thing, this is the worst thing that can happen. That's why we must name and shame these people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So so he says just to, it's important to guard against that. La. You know, that, that feeling that, yeah, you know, it's a crisis and, and, you know, we must do everything we can, including uh, naming and shaming people. La. So, so mm. as much as, yeah, we, we're here, like you're reading a lot of like doomsday scenarios about things and all that. Uh, I think it's also important to balance what you're comfortable with with giving up and and things. So, like, do, should those people who break quarantine or stay home notice be named and shamed? Up, which happened to a certain CEO of a big media company in Singapore recently, mm. Mike Wilwan, who apparently mm. didn't declare that he had travelled to Indonesia before coming back to Singapore. Uh, this is the guy who co-produced Crazy Rich Asians also. Uh, so he's not he's not a small deal. Uh. And and, mm. and yeah, so he was like. Uh, essentially identified and named and shamed. Uh. And uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are like, yeah, oh, you know, revoke his PR or whatever like that. But uh, that was something I did think about. I was like, eh, should it have even happened that that his, his name then is revealed that he's the person like that? So, so how, I mean, this is also something we spoke about last week about yeah. how much privacy should be invaded. So are you saying that, that like just disclosing characteristics of the person 
uh, is because that there was a thing last week, right? When mm-hmm. uh, we were saying that generally we we were okay with the uh, Ministry of Health disclosing, okay, patient two five two is used to work here and blah blah yep, blah and yep. this and this. But for Mike Willowan, yeah, if you Google him, you will see articles with his face fucking plastered yeah. headliner. Yeah. So that that is a little too much, like Is that what you're saying? Uh, I mean, if I feel a little bit uncomfortable, especially now mm. because social distancing is also becomes a finable offense, right? I'm a bit yeah. afraid that you just walk around outside, suddenly someone comes up with a camera and then takes photo of you and then accuses you of not doing social distancing and 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 you know I'm gonna report you to authorities, lah. And mm. uh, yeah, it just it just it does feel like uh. You know, uh, someone who's afraid of uh, someone who anyone who reads the book nineteen eighty four, it feels like yeah, the kind of dystopia that we might be heading towards lah. Like, if we if we don't ourselves like take charge of of uh, our own behavior lah, and and and, mm. and and have to leave it to authorities to do it for us lah. Yeah. So I mean, the the naming and shaming thing is a very Singaporean thing, uh, right? From primary school. Yeah. Remember, you want to get cane, you have to go in front of your whole fucking school and get cane. Yeah. I don't know whether yeah, this happens exactly. in other countries, but in Singapore, <laughs> if you fuck up in some way, like. Um, I don't know. Like in my school last time, last time, I last time, but not now, lah. Right? You're talking about last time. Actually, now, now does caning still happen? No, no, no it doesn't. No, no more caning already. No more. Oh yeah, I guess now <laughs> fucking caning the teacher will be destroyed for lives. Yeah, the kids will just be, record a video. It'll be some. It'll be some like uh sexually complicated relationship between a teacher and a student. <laughs> yeah, uh. yeah, it would not be because it's not. It wouldn't be sanctioned by the school. Uh, that's for sure. because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in our time, uh, if you royally fuck up, like I think if you're caught. I don't know, stealing or something during the Monday assembly, you will yeah. be put up on stage in front of like all the whole entire fucking school and get caned. Yeah. So it's almost like inbred in our culture to name and shame. Yeah. Um so I also agree that that um putting his face up to that extent was like, wow, that's a that is a bit much. In fact, like I mean I, and there was an old there was also the guy who went to eat Bakute, right? Yeah, 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 that guy. But he he did it on his own freaking his own freaking Facebook account, uh. like yeah, there was no, a guy who came back to Singapore from Myanmar, and then he was put in. The, he was made to self quarantine for like. He 14, was given a stay home notice. Yeah, stay home right? notice for fourteen yeah, days. Was, but on day zero, that means the day he was back in Singapore, he claimed that he oh the quarantine only starts on day one. So on day zero, he went about and bought groceries, went to eat like bakute, which is a Singaporean dish. And it's pork post- rib soup, like pork rib soup. Yeah, the worst part is he posted it on Facebook and his friends yeah, outed him and reported yeah. him to police. <laughs> so it's like, oh my god, I was like, oh shit, man. Like this this is the point where like this is like North Korea like, where you report your, your best friend and then no, that's how you keep I each other in check. I think Shamugam said today what? Like he encourages the public to to report uh people who break the quarantine or mm. like self-isolation notice. So so yeah, like, so I mean, okay, to be honest, I think after this whole thing boils over, right? I think we are going to see a lot more governments clamp down and and follow and and be more invasive in mm-hmm. people's matters, lah. Because if you look at this virus, at uh, this whole uh, coronavirus thing, uh, the countries that seem to have coped today better are countries that I don't know generally have have the more like government is a lot more uh. authoritarian. I, I, yeah. Like I mean. I, w- I think in Japan, South Korea, the government, basically, okay, if you compare to like the West or like the America, like, there's one fucking extreme like, where like it's it's democracy all the way, liberal values. I mean, yeah. of course, along the coast in the Midwest uh, is a totally different thing, but feels like, yeah, we're going to veer towards more like big government, more socialist thing. Because I saw a tweet today that uh, I think was interesting saying that, oh, so, uh, uh, isn't it surprising that in times of crisis, people want big government, uh, government handouts and scientists? Oh, who would have thought? Instead of like mega rich corporate companies wanting bailouts, mm. So it feels like the whole capitalist, oh, you know, like fucking open markets, let the market solve everything. The dem- how many ventilators we need? How many? How many masks? It's all free market will solve everything. Doesn't seem to be the best solution, la. So yeah. if anything, we are going to veer towards more intrusive governments, uh. And yeah. I mean, I think. Just just wrapping my head around this whole thing again, there was one very good podcast that I listened to by uh, Hidden Brain, which yep. is a podcast series done by National Public Radio in the US, which basically every episode is like a 40, 40 to 50 minute episode tackling one issue. And because I think like everyone else, uh, there's so much to wrap around this whole issue of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And with regards to the specific thing we're talking about, whether, oh, you know, we should go like fucking everyone clam down for two weeks versus doing it in waves. The he interviewed this historian who wrote 
quite a few books on the 1980 Spanish, 1918 Spanish flu epidemic. Mm-hmm. And it was not from the technical point of view. It was not talking about the virus uh, and how they are made up biologically and how they affect you physiologically. She was talking about socially what can be learned. Yeah. And what I didn't know about the 1918 Spanish flu virus, uh, which killed a fuck ton of people, um, I think in the range uh, of... I think 10, 50 million people. Mm. So it was, it happened over the course of like a year and a half. And basically, it happened in waves, no? So there was a first wave. And even then, there was social distancing all clamped down. And then the curve flattened. And then there was a second wave. And then there was a third wave. And this happened over like the course of 15 months. Yeah. And one thing she pointed out is that when governments decide policies, right, what they ideally should be, if they haven't already be thinking about lockdown fatigue. Mm-hmm. which if you think about it right let's say a country like India now or South Africa where they're like or even Malaysia where they're like you walk out you're, you are fucked if if all statistics and research point to this definitely happening in ways right because even you see in China in Hong Kong uh, they are having more cases like spike like you can argue that it's because of imported cases but it might just be the nature of this disease which is so viral like. she mm. said the last thing you want is the first lockdown everyone listens um, and then the things flatten out, things go back to normal, then things start to spike again and you need to mm. do a lockdown again. Yeah. And whenever you lock down, the first few days, you're still going to see the cases increase. Like, it might just be increasing at a decreasing rate. So you can imagine like when you're talking about millions of people from different economic backgrounds and all, the, the, there could be a sentiment saying, okay, we're locking down a second time, but cases are still increasing and how can this be sustainable? And then, people start breaking the lockdown. La. Then the the cases start increasing. And then by the third wave, if you have another lockdown, people might not give a fuck at that point in time because you've already had two lockdowns and the problem is not solved. Yeah. And if you think about people who are struggling paycheck to paycheck, there's only so many lockdowns you can go to. So I think that's why certain governments like Singapore, and this is purely speculative, their approach seems to be more gradual. Like, okay, classes be for schools be done uh, at home once a week for now. And yeah. then, okay, maybe two times a week three times a week and all that. And I think that feels like a worthwhile thing. So as much as for me, it's like, oh, short term, you know, fucking clamp down. Maybe there is a benefit to to kind of easing it out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But then the tricky thing is if my first thought right now is everyone needs to, to shut the fuck up. Your civil liberties is one thing, but now we all need to be together in doing this because if one person fucks up, it fucks up the whole thing. If there's a group of people thinking that way, if there's a group of people thinking long term, then there's a problem. Mm. And I don't know I don't know how what policy can solve that. because uh, the lockdown is very binary. It's lockdown, don't fuck around. Mm. Singapore is like in this middle kind of limbo stage and I think that's a bit confusing. Yeah. But uh it's a very big topic, la, but but speaking of wrapping around uh, uh, wrapping your head around something or wrapping yeah. something around a head. <laughs> Actually, that's a great way to segue into uh, something that's a bit lighter and not so. Well, that was a that was a very abrupt segue into the next topic, there. <laughs> no, I mean I thought okay, it was perfect no, no, okay. because there, I think there, there, there is, it's a lot. I mean, there's no answers to it, and it is getting kind of like. Uh, uh, yeah, correct. But uh, there is there is one thing that is a bit more lighthearted that is uh, still related to that whole should we clamp down and like do this versus carry on life as usual, yeah. which I think might be a better segue if you don't mind. Okay, go for <laughs> it's it. But we already have forty minutes talking about this this one thing. This I was like, okay, we gotta <laughs> we gotta speed it up, man. <laughs> okay, okay. No, because the one thing that did kick us, uh, kick uh, kick off this discussion between us before this podcast was this article that came out like last week about these Malaysian uh, celebrities who, amidst the lockdown in Malaysia, were posting their Instagram photos of them by the beach and all the shit, like which I mean, people do on Instagram, like you know. I'm sure anyone who posts on Instagram regularly, you might have a backlog of photos and you don't really post photos as they happen, right? Sometimes you're like, oh, I haven't posted for a while. There's this picture I took two weeks ago. Let me post it. So there was a bunch of celebrities who got backlash because of that. Because yeah, people were saying, oh, you know, fuck you. You're here in, in the Malaysia. We're all locked down and you are at this beach and all that. So why, why I felt this might be a lighthearted segue is because you can talk about doing stuff that ensures your business survival and like your, the economy survival. But what about Instagram? Should people mm. curb their posting amidst times like this? Or is it for them still, oh, you know, go ahead, having a nice dinner and all this shit? 
uh, I think the big thing about that one was that they were still on holiday, la, right? They were still uh, taking flights and going to different places. La. So, yeah. so that's where the so-called insensitivity is because we're not just talking about uh, being outdoors and enjoying yourself, but literally, I think there's a lot of worry amongst people now about not being able to get out of the country they're in. Let's say like you're a student studying somewhere and for some reason or another, you just have to stay where you are, maybe a pet or a loved one or something. And you might have difficulty traveling because uh, like a lot of the airlines have cut down on their flights and things like that. Uh. So uh, it's it's literally, uh, like, I mean, maybe not so dr- drastic, but it's, it sound, it's closer to a life or death situation than it's ever been in, in the history of aviation uh, probably. So mm. uh, I think that's where this so-called insensitivity is. People are saying that you, like, for you, like traveling, still you're still treating it like such a, a, a casual, leisurely thing. Whereas there are people who are literally, like, like I think a bunch of Singapore students who flew back from New Zealand were so happy that they apparently performed the dance for the for the SI crew as they as oh. they were leaving the plane. <laughs> uh. So that's the oh, level yeah, at which yeah. people are like so nervous about being able to to go to another country right now, lah. That's why. That's why. Uh, maybe that's why this sensitivity thing comes up. Um, so, so do you think people should also be cognizant when they post? Yeah, I mean, I mean, at this point, it's it's worth thinking a little bit about uh, thinking a bit more about what kind of message you're you what what you're trying to put out there as well, Because not only is there, uh, not only could it be seen as insensitive, but someone could actually report you to the police. <laughs> and get you in trouble. So <laughs> you got to think about it. Like the, the guy just went for Bakute and then next thing you know, he's like being investigated by the minister himself. Huh? Fucking, fucking he posted on Facebook saying, you know, oh, I miss Singapore food, must have Singapore food when I come back. What the fuck? Like, oh my God. It's So I mean, I think like, yeah, like I I think like there's, there's, I, there's no way, there's no way that the government should clamp down on what people post. Like if yeah. people, if there's rules about, oh, you post, cannot post this, then, then it's fucked up. But yeah. I would prefer if the people... Maybe just just post something that is not as 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 I would even say tasteless or insensitive. I think like what fuck you want to post this kind of shit? Mm. Um, they have the right to post. Uh, I might just not follow them if I've I've been following them for a while because I think right now the one silver lining of this entire thing is that people s- around the world seem to be more together or more united than ever before, mm. and people who are just in their own bubble. You know, I'm like yo. Yo, get with the program, man. Yeah. So, so that's why I mean, yeah, like we can't, we can't. But I just found it funny that fucking people getting backlash about posting their photos on a beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, uh, I think in Singapore maybe the uh, you can still go to the beach and all, but uh, if you consider that other countries, there are literally people being they can't go out of their house. Uh, like talking about Spain or France or whatever. I mean, it's still worth thinking about. Okay, let's not. Let's not rub it in people's faces or so like The fact that yeah. yeah, in Singapore maybe we don't have it as bad yet or as bad yeah. at because all. Because I think this is right. this this to me parallels the whole oh, you know, should you post something that offends people? But I'm like right now I think it is offense you might offend people's beliefs or sentiments, you know, but this literally is a it's it's a like people are locked up in their homes and it's a life and death situation. Like. So I think yeah, like it if I wouldn't consider offensive, I would really consider it just like yo, be sent, be co- what, what what was the term you used just now? Be cognizant of cognizant, or yeah. yeah, cognizant of what people are going through, like. Yeah, I mean literally, like uh, you know that first guy who got who, who the first NBA player who was tested positive for coronavirus, the guy who licked the mics, is it? No, he yeah, the guy who went ahead to touch all the mics as a yeah. joke. I mean, literally, another NBA player just came out uh saying that his mother is in a coma because of coronavirus, la. So 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 you're talking about two. People who are of the same same background, same uh, economic status, and all that, yeah. but uh, and the response to the virus, there how the res- how the virus has affected them, you can see that the difference uh, it, it's like night and day la. So you you ca- you might not, uh, you might not know it, but what you post or what you do out there might ha- might be very insulting to an- someone else who's I- who's in a different position. La. Yeah, and even Evangeline Lilly, the actress who got famous after Lost, yeah. she initially posted something a few weeks ago, kind of dissing. Oh, you know, I'm still sending my kids to ban, uh, to camp as long as they wash their hands. But two, like a few days ago, she came out with a public apology saying, okay, my con- comments there were insensitive, blah, blah. The spring breaker in the US who was caught on uh, news saying, you know, I, I don't care if I get the virus, if I get it, I get it. Yeah. I'm just going to carry on partying. He also came out with a public apology. So yeah, so 
just 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 don't post anything stupid like. yeah so but speaking so, yeah. of so, being sensitive yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that can be a segue what the fuck? I think once the listeners find out what the fuck you're talking about, all the segueing will make sense. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so they were just now was like speaking about rapping something about something. Yeah. Now we're speaking about being sensitive. What is okay, the so go goofy? On, go on, Terrence. No, no, no. You have you have set it up so <laughs> you've been like dying to segue into it. You have yeah. to tell it. Like, you have to tell it. Being insensitive. Uh, be- <laughs> talking about being sensitive, <laughs> sensitive. One of the big pieces of news that we've come across uh, in just just I think just today we saw it. Is three seventeen PM. Three seventeen PM. Uh. Oh shit! Yeah. I can't. Uh, Which is three hours ago, like Three hours ago. Okay, okay. The article just disappeared on my on my on my page. Uh, essentially, we have a yeah. massive shortage. The world is experiencing a massive so- shortage of a certain type of uh, product now. They're not masks. It's not hand sanitizer. It is. Condoms. Condoms. <laughs> and the headline was from a South China Morning Post article that said, Coronavirus, world braces for condom shortage after Malaysia lockdown shuts top producer. So apparently yeah. Malaysia, Carex, Carex is a company in Malaysia that makes one in every five condoms globally. But they've not produced a single rubber from its Malaysian plants for more than a week due to the lockdown. And so the, the firm CEO has warned that the shortage of condoms can run into months. So now you understand the two segues that Terrence was setting up. The first one is wrapping our heads around something. Yeah. <laughs> wrapping, no, something wrapping something around heads. Yeah. And the second one was speaking about insensitive. So well done, Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> because we were giving people like so much uh, so much about serious news for 40 minutes, I felt yeah, like oh, we got to like, give them a move good on, one. Move on, Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but well, yeah, I mean, uh, the first thing that struck me about this article, uh, which we will link in the description and all later, so I had no clue that Malaysia was such a big producer of condoms, man. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, yeah one in five condoms. No, I didn't, man. <laughs> yeah, and given that, I mean, so certain states in Singapore that still run, uh, in, in K- Malaysia that still run by Sharia law, there's all this like, like all this, uh, I think premarital sex and all is not not encouraged and, and all this shit, but oh my God, in, in in reality, they fucking made one of in every five condoms globally. Holy shit. Is it because Which rubber? Rubber in Malaysia yeah, is, yeah. is, is yeah. plentiful. Yeah, so that's why I think the line this year has not produced a single rubber from its Malaysian plants is a double on Tonre because you got the actual rubber plants and you have your condom making plants. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, there's been yeah, a sh- yeah. there's already a shortfall of about hundred million condoms worldwide, la. Yeah. So apparently, the, I don't know where they got the statistics from though. Like that, the world no, needs more condoms. Why, uh. Which is why it makes sense because you know during the times of the panic buying, right? It was yeah. always toilet paper, toilet paper. I don't know, like bread yeah, and yeah. condoms. <laughs> and it never really uh, struck me like why the fuck are we gonna are we gonna run out of condoms? But this makes total sense because it didn't occur to me that condoms still need to need to be made by people in huge factories. And yeah. if there's a lockdown, then there's no more condoms. Yeah, and and apparently it's uh, maybe not in Singapore, but the worst place that the missing con uh, the lack of condoms, the worst place to be uh, that will be hit is Africa, because mm. uh, a lot of the humanitarian programs. For I guess HIV and everything, they need a lot yeah. of condoms and they distribute a lot of condoms. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a real health crisis, like as much as we as much as we it sounds funny to us as a headline. <laughs> yeah, it is a health crisis, and I mean, like I I I worked in a non profit in two thousand and eight that dealt in HIV prevention in South Africa, and literally, yeah, condoms is the backbone of the entire program. Yeah, like it's all about going to schools and giving condoms because the the belief there is that people are gonna have sex anyway. Yeah, so you better give them the condoms to be equipped. But but so it is an issue. But <laughs> I mean, the last line <laughs> in the article also did say that the okay the demand for condoms is still very strong because people are are in self isolation, right? Yeah. <laughs> So so there's one thing that maybe people are having more sex, but then the counterpoint that ended off this entire article was that given the uncertainty, people are not going to be wanting kids at this point in time. Actually, it's not <laughs> a counterpoint. It's a sub- supporting point because yeah. people are probably having more sex and of all times, this is the time they want to have kids the least. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> I mean, there's probably a good question to ask the audience as well. <laughs> Do you think... That people be having more or less sex or, or having a oh. stronger desire to have children. I thought you not. wanted to ask the listeners, like, are you all having more sex? <laughs> no, actually, yeah, there's, the there's something. Weeks, wanna, because, yeah. because uh, you know, the kids were interviewed about not being able to go club. 
the part of them, they were complaining that, oh, you know, we're not going to have anything to do at home and all that. And apparently, I've read statistics that young people these days, apparently, they just don't have as much sex. Because uh, it's just not a, yeah. as big a thing for them as, as it was for for older people. Uh. Not, not older, but I mean, like us, is it? Older <laughs> generations of young people. Yeah, previous no, okay, generations but the, of young people. Dude, but the thing is, in Singapore, I really think the issue is, if you, I'm, I'm, I would like to take a stab at it, saying that because of the self isolation, the total number of sexual intercourse sessions in the country has gone down. Because mm. in Singapore, most people live with yeah, their parents, parents yeah. and yeah. you got to stay indoors. You can't like go out to the HDB, the void deck, or anything. Huh? Yeah, no. And the <laughs> thing is, yeah, you can't stay indoors. So your your parents are not even going to leave. Yeah, like, you yeah, know, sometimes yeah. they go leave, go for a walk and shit, and you can like you know make an arrangement or something. Just wham bam, thank you, ma'am. Now cannot, mm. just cannot. So I would say like in, in most most countries probably people are having more sex but in Singapore it's less. Mm-hmm. That's, that's tough. Eh? Yeah, if yeah, your parents tough. are around it's I think it's a big dampener. Then I mean the usual the usual spots that a lot of people, young kids like to hang out at like Changi Airport uh, mm. Void Decks you know like dark corners <laughs> of Void Decks. It's kind of more difficult now because you, yeah, you'll be under scrutiny because yeah. and then yeah. they have to check your temperature and all that. Hotels? So Hotels. hotels you probably fucking know like all those one hour hotels your yeah. your fucking trace together app will show all your exactly. records of like all the hotels you go to then probably there's I don't know what kind of measures the hotels put in place yeah. but uh, probably there's measures there you maybe have to I don't know like take a photo of, of everyone who went there god damn god yeah. damn so it's like yeah it's it's, it's a tough time but maybe that's how kids are adjusting they're just having less sex or something I or think at some point, uh, at some point, we'll probably get data on this, like after the coronavirus thing blows over. Because okay, because if you think about it, Pornhub probably has a lot more viewership, and I think they have this close figure. So people are probably watching more porn, which means they are probably maybe uh uh pleasuring themselves a lot more. Mm-hmm. With regards to sex, maybe just have to have find ways of having non penetrative penetrative sex, uh, like that don't require condoms. That don't require oh, condoms, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even though I've heard amongst young people these days the pull out method is still very popular. Which oh, I cannot understand. <laughs> yeah. You just pull out. How the fuck does that make sense? I don't understand. Especially this time and age. But but you never know. La. So so I guess I mean we would love to hear your thoughts on the very serious topic that we spoke about at the first. But yeah. even then, uh for the second topic, please let us know how much more sex more or less sex you've been having in the past week. Yeah, I, I hope that I hope that uh Powering through the first forty-five minutes of very serious news, <laughs> yeah. this was this was worth it, lah. Like to hear this about this, and yeah, yeah. and just le- learning the little nugget that our neighbors in Malaysia are one of the top producers of condoms. That just made my day as well, la. <laughs> Yeah, Malaysia's yeah, Malaysia, yeah. truly Asia. <laughs> <laughs> but cool. yeah, so so I, I and so I guess the the standard things that we need to say in the podcast is okay. There's a subreddit. Uh, mm. you just Google Reddit Yalabat. Yep. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes as well. Uh, please re- leave a rating for us on the Apple Podcast, which mm. all you need to do is write a review. You don't ne- necessarily like like need to write a review. Yeah. You just click on write a review and then you can put in the star rating. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, so now is the final segment is the one shock thing for the week. Uh. Yeah. What is your right. one sh- Oh, shall I go first? Yeah, you go first. Uh, I think since everyone's staying at home, I think there's this uh, very interesting game that uh, has been out for the PC and, and and different platforms and on the Switch as well. But interestingly, this week, it's on sale on the Switch on, on Switch for like, uh, I think, 3 cents or 9 cents or some crazy figure like that. So it's a game called Drawful 2, which uh, like, it's actually like, you know those games where you draw something and you have to guess what it is? Mm-hmm. So this is like a, a game where uh, it's it's kind of one of those win lose or draw kind of games, except that everyone gets to draw at the same time, and you can use your phone to play the game. So let's say you're in a you're with your family. There's four of you, or at least at least three of you lah, three to eight people in your family, and then you all can sit around the TV or your PC, and and everyone just take out your phone and you draw on your phone, and then it gets fed through the internet onto your PC lah. So it's like mm. um yeah, it's like those those drawing games, except that. Uh, yeah, you get to use your own phone and everyone gets to draw something at the same time. And it's actually a lot of fun to play if, uh, you're, if you're locked up with your family or with a couple of people at home. Lah. It's not one mm. of those things that um, you don't need to figure out. It's not very technical. All you need to do is just access a certain website and type in your name and a room code and that's it. But it's actually it's a very good way to to kill time lah, if you're at home with like kids or family and 
And uh, what's the game called again? Draw full, like awful, draw but full. draw full. So the idea oh, is that yeah. you you draw like they they'll tell you to draw something on your phone, like they'll describe something to you, then you draw it, and then you beam it. It gets beamed onto onto the main screen lah, and then everyone else has to guess what it is by typing in a a certain name for the for whatever it is. Let's say I let's say I drew a pile of donuts on fire, so I draw a mm. pile of donuts on fire, and then it's beamed onto the screen, and then everyone gets to guess what it is. So after that, everyone's guess is put on the screen as well. So maybe someone guesses uh, it's a fireplace and someone else guesses, oh, it's some rocks on, rocks on fire or someone else guesses something else. Uh. Then from there... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, from there you vote on which title or which title you think is the is the correct answer. Uh, the rest mm. of them... I mean, obviously everyone else... So, so everyone gets to see everyone's guess. And then after that, based on based on how many people choose a certain answer and based on how uh, how well your how well you draw and things like that, you're uh, awarded different points. Uh. So so it's, see, it's both a, both the person drawing is awarded points based on how well he draws, as well as the people guessing what the drawing is, you're also awarded points based on how close what you guessed was correct uh was to the correct answer. Lah. So well, it's a, are you Sorry, what? Are you standing up as you're saying? Because you sound super excited. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, because I found it was is is a is a when I play with when I've played it with people in the past, it's actually a really uh it is a very easy way to kill like an hour or two hours when you have a group of like five or six people who are mm. all looking at the phones and you don't want to like sit down and like really concentrate on a board game and all that, but you don't mind playing a game where where you know every every few minutes you get you have to draw something or what lah. So so oh, it, cool, cool, cool. It, for younger generations of, of kids who are very easily distracted, or I think this uh, this is a great great medium la. Cool, yeah. and, and it's and it's free la, right? No, no, it's I think yeah, I think because of coronavirus and the stay home notices, they've made the game free on PC for a limited time. Uh, oh, so cool. it's worth checking out uh, with your family on Switch. It's practically like nine cents, uh, like US nine US cents or something like that. Also ninety nine percent discounted. Because of coronavirus, I uh. so I think uh, okay. game developers. So so they, it really reinforces what I believe is that, yeah, um, you, you even as a game developer and all, you have a very important role to play during this crisis times of crisis like this lah, by keeping people cool. entertained. Cool, cool, yep. cool. And what is your one shock thing of the week? My one shock thing, actually uh, not the week. Sorry, of the last few days or so. Past few days, because uh, because we are doing podcast twice a week now. Yeah. Um, I would say like uh, it's a book I read recently called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm, mm. And I mean, it's a book that I'm, I think many people may have heard of it and, and I had heard of it, but my girlfriend finished it and I just thought, okay, I'll give it a go. And I actually really liked it. I mean, it's a New York Times bestseller, so it has been very successful. It sold a bunch of copies and I think it came out a few years ago. Mm. But it's a very easy read and especially in this time, yeah. um, it kind of forces you to kind of recalibrate or rethink your values of what it means to be successful and this and that, which I think is a very apt book in this time of uncertainty. La. So mm-hmm. just one example, one takeaway that is one of the many takeaways I took away from the book, but I think it's something that when I read it, I was like, hey, actually that makes a lot of sense. He, he The author, Mark Manson, uh, gave this this thing about why it's not it's not the healthiest thing to to have a goal that is that tangible. Like, mm. like let's say for... For for me, like, uh, my one of my goals could be I want to win an Oscar. Mm. Um, and he said the trouble with that is that every day that you haven't won an Oscar, right? You're a failure. You are a failure. Yeah. Whereas if you just say, you know what, I want to make a movie every few months or a YouTube video every week or a film every year, then then it's 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 more uh, reachable and it allows you to succeed more often and. It also is something that is not after. Like, let's say for the Oscar thing, if I win an Oscar, right after that, what happens? Mm, mm. So, so that one thing, yeah. Every day that you are not achieving your goal, you are essentially failing at it, la. Yeah. So it's more thinking about what can you set up. Uh, that uh, let's say a goal is you want to lose twenty kg versus just exercising every day. Mm, mm, mm. So every day that you don't lose twenty kg, you are failing. But exercising every day, it doesn't matter what exercise, you just exercise. And yeah. he has a lot of those. And the way he writes, I like the way he writes because it's not that preachy. It's not like you're, you know, think positive and everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what, you can do this, but fuck that. I don't do this. You can fucking do this. And he writes like that. La. So yeah. it's a very easy read. La. I think so I, I highly think, recommend it. Yeah, I think the the Dilbert comic, the writer, he also Scott recommended... Scott Adams. Yeah, Scott Adams. Yeah. He had a self-help book as well where he recommended 
uh, goals versus systems. Uh. Mm, and he said, yeah. I think he said a similar thing where a goal, basically you set yourself up for failure every single day. Whereas a yeah. system like, okay, I'm going to put my shoes, my running shoes next to my bed such that when I wake up, I will put on the shoes and go running. La. That, yeah. That's a so system. About, yeah. yeah, so that, that will help you get achieve your goal, la, but you don't have to be thinking about your goal and how you're failing at it every single day. La. Right. Yeah. So 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 yeah. Little little quips like that. Yeah, it stays with you. And like especially in this time yeah. where you have no idea what the fuck even tomorrow holds. Yeah. I think it's a good book to read. La. I started. Yeah, I started the system also of like uh, every time I go exercise, I I put an X next to a cal- on the date on the calendar when I oh, do cool. cardio. And uh, apparently I'm I'm playing the game where I'm trying to have no more than two days of no Xs on the calendar la. So so oh, cool. no no more than two days uh, straight la. Cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool. But I've been failing at it quite constantly. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? That is not a system, like you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it's a failing system. It's a failing so system. So you want to talk about failing goals? The point is to system is so you don't fail, but your fucking system is also Fail- failing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Basket. but it's a, it's a, it's a somewhere between a goal off, and a system. You, st- <laughs> you started off great, you know, like this is a system you do, it and you just fucking you're failing at the system, yeah. which is supposed to prevent you from failing yeah, at yeah. a goal. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> oh, now we also like, there was another comment that came on Reddit about how we we awkwardly end this podcast with a cool, cool. I actually just like it. I was like, cool, 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 cool. No, I think we'll I, I, I said, I, I responded to saying that it's, uh, to me, it's authentic la, because, uh, you know, in life, like, goodbyes are always kind of awkward for me. La. I'm never yeah. the type to give a big hug or, or like announce to the whole room that I'm leaving. I'm always that guy that like tries to avoid eye contact with anyone as I'm leaving. So that I don't have to like you know explain where I'm going all that, and kind of mm. yeah, kind of. <laughs> I'm glad someone has called it out. In our so podcast. this is the audio equivalent of avoiding eye contact. Uh. Cool, yeah. cool, 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 <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, cool, we'll, yeah. We're kind we'll of bored you. of talking to each other. Yeah. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's move on. Cool, cool. But for real, like we will talk to you guys in a few days time. Yeah. because uh, we are trying to do two podcasts a week. Yeah, but keep the so, subreddit active, lah. Because there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of interesting discussions going on there. I'm very happy that. People have like yeah. started really like talking. Oh, about we it, still, la. we still have the 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 giveaway announcement. Mm, um, mm. and I mean there there's certain things that we can't say at this point in time. For I think it will be made clearer in future. But but I think the giveaway we'll do it in the next podcast because yeah. we already have a bunch of comments to choose from. Yeah, and we will announce it on the next podcast and Instagram. La. Yeah, and on the subreddit probably we we'll also just mention yeah. it as well. La. Yeah, cool. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. And we'll see you all soon.